Welcome to Breaking Business, the podcast that disrupts traditional thinking on the topics of marketing, websites, and more. Presented by artonicweb.com. Now, here's your host, Matthew Harper. Welcome to the first episode of Breaking Business, Artonic's brand new podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me take just a moment to introduce myself. My name is Matthew Harper, and I started a web design and marketing agency over 10 years ago called Artonic. Today we have about a dozen full-time employees in-house at our office here in Michigan. Now, I decided to start this podcast with the goal of talking about the things that can actually make a difference in the business and marketing world, things that will move the needle. It has been my experience that the number one reason businesses either aren't marketing themselves at all or aren't marketing their business very effectively is because they don't really understand marketing. And as a result, they're either too afraid to invest in it or they're making the wrong investments. People generally don't know how to approach it or measure it or how to set proper expectations. And they don't know who to trust when it comes to taking marketing advice. You know, I find that many business owners and decision makers are skeptical of any advice they hear, and I think that's just part of the nature of being in that position, but marketing is something that involves so many different things that no one can know everything about it, and there's not always a definitive answer in the first place. So it's good to take with a grain of salt, but I encourage everyone to be open to it and open to ideas and open to experimenting with their marketing because otherwise you can't discover the most cost-effective ways to drive new business. When it comes to digital marketing, which is Artonic's primary focus, it tends to be even more difficult for decision makers to understand and utilize to their advantage. So what will I be talking about on the Breaking Business podcast? Well, I will be focusing on many topics in the areas of digital marketing with a heavy focus on content marketing. I'll be talking about overall visibility on the internet because it's not all about search engine rankings. I know it's hard for you to hear that. I will also be talking a little bit about traditional marketing and some things I see working really well in that area and also various uh, general business topics as they come up. Additionally, I will be answering your questions, questions that our clients ask, and questions that you, the listener of this podcast, ask. So I ask you to please send me your marketing and website questions, and you can send those straight to me at breakingbusiness at artonicweb.com, and I will do my best to answer them in future podcasts. And if I don't know the answer, I'll bring on someone who does because it just so happens that I sit just a few feet away from a dozen experts, all of whom have specialties in different areas. So I hope that I can help demystify digital marketing and inspire you to find new, creative, and effective ways to reach your audience through all forms of marketing and business improvements. I figure that most of my podcasts will be around... Uh, 10 to 30 minutes in length on average. Now, to kick things off, I want to start out by answering the number one question that we receive here at Artonic on a daily basis. 
And that question is, how much does it cost? Isn't that always the first thing you want to know about? Isn't it frustrating when you are presented with a product or service for sale and there's no price attached to it? And in order to find out the price, you have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops? Now, think about your website. Do you have pricing information on it? If you don't have pricing on your website right now, that is the biggest thing you can do to attract and engage your audience, as well as weed out unqualified leads and save your salespeople some time on that. Now on this podcast, I'm going to answer the question, how much does a website cost? Which is a very difficult question to answer because websites can cost as little as nothing or they can cost millions of dollars. And to prove this, you could go out and ask various web designers for a quote, and I guarantee that you will come back with numbers all over the board. So I came up with four tiers of pricing when it comes to websites, and and this isn't anything official. This is just my own way of thinking about this topic. So let's start out with what I call tier one. And that's where you have the do-it-yourself options that can run around $20 to $30 a month. And so the upside here is cost, but the downside is that you will have a very template-looking website that may not do the best job in the world at representing your business. But if you're a one-man or a one-woman outfit just starting out, then this is probably not a bad route for you because any website presence is better than no website presence at that stage in the game. Now, tier two would be the guy building websites out of the spare bedroom of his house or out of some very inexpensive office space, maybe. And hey, that used to be me. I mean, that's how I started out. That's how a lot of people started out in this industry. And back in those days, I charged between $1,500 and $3,000 for a custom-designed website. It was just me and an outside contractor here and there with very little overhead, And I know there's guys out there today that will take a a pre-existing template design and customize it for you for anywhere between $500 and $3,000. So then you have Tier 3, and and this is where I would put Artonic. Tier 3 web agencies typically have a staff of employees, a fair amount of overhead, but because they have a staff, they probably have people who are experts in specific areas. So the quality of work is much higher. And this is the level where agencies can really focus on your goals and uh, craft a really great solution to achieve those goals. And, and this is the, you know these are the web design and marketing agencies that I would say most established businesses look at when they are in need of a website. Tier 3 agencies are typically going to be in the five dollars to $30,000 range for a small-medium business uh, website, with a few projects here and there that might go above and beyond that. And also in this category are custom e-commerce websites that, uh, that can range usually f- between $15,000 and $100,000. So then we have tier four agencies, and those are the companies that probably started around 100,000 and go to the moon. And many times it's large companies like Coca-Cola and GE that are spending over $100,000 on a website. In fact, I doubt those companies have spent less than 100,000 on their website, and they redo it about once every 12 months, and they probably spend that amount each time they redo it. 
But also in this tier four category are large e-commerce websites that go into the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. And if, if you want an example of a website that cost a ton of money, look no further than the Obamacare website, which cost hundreds of millions of dollars. And even despite that, it was a bit of a disaster. So those are the four tiers that I come up with. And uh, now I'm going to get into a little bit of the aspects that determine the cost of a website in the tier three range because that's where most businesses are looking. And so what goes into a website that determines cost? Now remember we're talking about tier three web designers here so I'm not going to be talking about things like wages because it's a given that at this level you are working with seasoned professionals. So I'm going to focus on three main aspects that determine cost across most tier three agencies because they typically revolve around a few major things. And uh, those things are the pages on a website, the number of pages on a website, any kind of special functionality that might be needed, and content creation. So let's break those down. When it comes to the pages on a website, they come in many different forms. You can have a page that is just plain text or maybe an image or two thrown in there. And those are going to be very fast and easy to put together because once the template or, or overall theme has been designed and, and created, you're just kind of filling in the body area for each page thereafter. And so if you're just putting some plain text on there, that's there's very little design involved and it's very little coding involved. And they're very fast to put together. But at Artonic, for example, every page on a website we build has a unique purpose. It's targeting a, a, a specific product or service or keyword or persona. And crafting that page to engage your ideal audience takes time. It takes time to plan it. It takes time to create the content for it. It takes time to design it. And it takes time to code that very nice page. And as such, each page that we build is designed and coded on its own. So we can't usually reuse code or, or images from one page to the next because each page is different and serves a unique purpose. So we have quite a few hours into each page on a website, but the result is that when someone lands on that page, they get a wow factor from the awesome design and the awesome imagery and then a layout and content that speaks to them to engage that visitor to bookmark the website or return later or dig further into that website right then and there. I mean, really what we're going for here is engagement because engagement results in leads and sales. So the number of pages on a website is a major factor because that's going to dictate the overall size of the website and... As you can imagine, a large website will cost more than a small website. So the number of pages is one of the best ways of, of determining the size of the website. So let's move on to special functionality. Special functionality could be considered anything that isn't static. Uh, if you want custom animated icons on each page, like you can see on the Artonic website, that would be something extra. If you wanted a, a back-end portal for your customers to log into to perform some kind of action, that would be something extra. 
If you wanted to integrate with a third-party service, such as a payment processor for accepting payments, uh, that's something that could be extra as well. I mean, there's really an endless list of things that fall into this category. But, you know, these unique pieces of a website should come up in the, the, the discovery phase that your web agency is doing when they're putting together the plan and the strategy to meet your goals. So, for example, we have a client that sells vehicle upfit equipment, things like shelving and ladder racks for work vehicles. One of their goals was to keep people on their website once they got there because the time on site, which is the amount of time a visitor spends on the website, will oftentimes directly correlate to the number of sales that that company gets through their website. So we built them an interactive tool where people can build out their upfit equipment package with different vehicles. So say someone has a Ford Ecoline van they could go onto this website, they could select their van, and then add products to it. And, it with, and it's got a visual aspect to it as well, but they can add products to it and come up with a quote at the same time. So it's a great little tool that encourages people to interact with the website and stay on the website and become more familiar with that company all at the same time. And that would be another example of special functionality. The third area that I want to talk about is content. So content comes in many different forms, including text and images, such as photography, uh, video, and even audio, such as a podcast. If you want your web agency to write all of the content for you and SEO optimize it, so optimize it for the search engines, it's going to involve a lot of research and a lot of time writing that content. However, that is almost always one of the best investments you can make because while there always seems to be intent on our client's part to provide the content, the fact is, is that they don't have time to do it and they don't have an in-house writer in the first place. So if you allow your agency to write the content for you, uh, hopefully they have somebody in-house that is a, a writer and, and a professional writer and also uh, well-versed in the areas of search engine optimization so that they can write that content not only for the user but also for, for search engine rankings. And if they've taken the time to properly research, then the quality of that content should be very good. Now, if you wanted a video made for your website, such as a video banner for the homepage or to feature a product, or if you want custom graphics created or illustrations made, all of these, these things can incur additional costs, and I would put them all under the area of content. Photography is a, is a very important piece of your content, but Many companies rely on stock photos, which is really a bad idea because stock photos are unlikely to do a good job of representing your business, and people can tell that you're using stock photos. They can tell stock photos from, from photos that were professionally taken of you, your staff, your building, your products. People can tell the difference, and they, they relate much better to real photography taken at your location or with your staff. 
I could keep going on this topic because there are so many things that dictate the cost of a website, but hopefully I've given you some insight into the costs and what those different costs mean. If I haven't answered your question regarding the cost of a website, or if you're curious why websites cost what they do, please email me those questions. You can email me at breakingbusiness at artonicweb.com, and that email will go directly to me. And so tell me what you want to hear about. What topics are most important to you? Send me your questions so I can address the things that truly matter to you. Well, that's going to be it for the first episode of Breaking Business. It's been fun for me, and I hope all of you have enjoyed listening to it. I'm sure future podcasts will only get better and more focused as listeners send me their questions. So thanks again for joining me on this journey, and continue to break your business to be the leader in your industry. Thank you for listening to Breaking Business, the podcast that disrupts traditional thinking. For even more information on breaking your business, visit us at artonicweb.com.